It is Monday, June 24th, and this is The Rally. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it's time for another episode of The Rally. It's Grant Wilkes-Barre. They won again. They won back-to-back games against the Durham Bulls, taking two out of three from the team with the best record in the International League. And waking up today, Durham only one game better than Scranton Wilkesbury for the best record in the league. Durham's 46 and 29, Real Riders 44 and 29. Couple wins shy, same amount of losses in the standings. Yesterday's game was a slugfest, though it seemed to be one that was heading in favor of Durham early on. Durham struck for a pair of runs in the first and the fourth inning, and so entering the bottom of the fourth, the Bulls had a 4-1 lead. But then in the bottom of the fourth inning, Scranton Wilkes-Barre wanted to string some things together. And after a one-out single by Kyle Higashioka, he was still standing at first base with two outs when Ryan McBroom walked. After that, we've been saying this a lot lately, up stepped Logan Morrison. The 2-0 to Morrison is crushed high in the air and deep to left field toward the bullpen and gone for Logan Morrison. A three-run shot to the opposite field and we are tied at four as Morrison has homered for a fourth straight day. So he tied the game with one swing and for Logan Morrison, a home run in four straight games. It is just the third time in scranton Wilkesbury franchise history, all 30 years of it, that somebody's homered in four straight games. Last to do it, Tomas Perez back in 2000. So Morrison does something that hadn't been done in the last 19 years, and more than that, he tied the game. Rear Riders looked for a go-ahead run in the bottom of the fifth inning. Mike Ford was at second base, and Tyro Estrada was at the plate. Tyra Estrada lines the first pitch in a right field for a base hit. Mike Ford getting the brakes waved on at third, but McCarthy bobbles the ball. Ford takes off for the plate and comes into scores standing as McCarthy's throw goes to second base. It's a base hit for Tyro Estrada. Ford scores on the error, and the Rail Riders take a 5-4 lead. An inning later, Scranton Wilkesbury put three more runs on the board. Seven straight runs from the fourth through the sixth inning turned a 4-1 deficit into an 8-4 lead. And then in the bottom of the eighth inning, the cherry on top delivered by Billy Burns. Here's the pitch home to Burns. Drills it to the left field corner. On the way back, Jason Coates, and this is gone. Three-run shot for Billy Burns. Second of the season. Give Burns a four-RBI day. And the Rail Riders tack on three more. The Durham Bulls used seven pitchers yesterday. Five of the seven gave up runs. Four of the seven gave up multiple runs on a bullpen day. For Scranton Wilkesbury, Chance Adams, four and two-thirds innings, four runs. But then it was David Sosby, the real highlight. Out of the bullpen, the Georgia product, three and a third innings, three hits, no runs, no walks three strikeouts, then he gave way to J.P. Fireisen for the final three outs in the ninth. Rail Riders maintain their six-and-a-half game lead on the division in the IL North as they head into tonight's series opener against one of those teams that's trying to track them down, the Rochester Red Wings. Yesterday was Sunday, and as always, we get a look around the system, and this week, we got the clean sweep. We've got all four affiliates providing reports. Charleston, Tampa, Trenton, and Scranton, Wilkes-Barre. And without further ado, Matt Dean down in Charleston, take it away. 
With this look at the Charleston River Dogs, I'm Matt Dean. The River Dogs have opened up their second half one and two in a visit to Hickory, North Carolina, a week after the River Dogs took care of business last Sunday, but didn't get the help required to clinch the first half. Charleston had sat in first place for 41 consecutive days until the final two days of the half, and manager Julio Mascara says he hopes that his team will use that as fuel moving forward. Unfortunately, you know, we came up short, but you know what? It's like with all the players. Use that as a motivation going forward. You know, you know you were close. You know you were good enough to be in there. And, you know, things happen in this game a lot. You know, we got kind of cold towards the end, but every, I mean, every other team out there is trying to win ball game. And I told those guys, I said, when we come back out there for the second half, use it as a motivation. Know how close you are and know you can compete at that level and let's go for it. The story over the last couple of weeks has undoubtedly been the addition of last year's Yankees first round pick, Anthony Siegler. The switch hitting catcher is certainly impressed with his performance on the field on both sides of the ball, but for Mascara, it's the maturity and leadership qualities that have also stood out for the recently turned 20 year old. I think Anthony, you know, he's very, very mature for his age. He's got a lot, a lot of qualities behind the play. He does a really good job receiving. He's very athletic. He's competitive back there. He has shown me a lot in the last couple of weeks that he's been here. He's, he's unbelievable. His intensity in the game. And I think he takes charge. He goes out there about his business. He takes care of his pitchers. And he makes sure he's in sync with them all the time. The River Dogs wrap up the first series of the second half on Sunday night, taking on the Crawdads at 5 p.m. With the Tarpons, I'm Nick Flamia. After starting off his season batting 321 in April, Infielder Oswaldo Cabrera struggled in the month of May, batting just 153. The 20-year-old has since hit safely in 11 of his 16 games in which he's played in June, batting 293 in that span. Entering today, Cabrera's batting 326 over his last 11 games. I sat down with hitting coach Joe Migliaccio and asked him about Cabrera's up and down season. Um, he absolutely tore it up early on and I think got a little bit humbled with maybe scouting reports were coming out where he had holes, and he just did an incredible job of working through that, having a consistent routine, sticking with what he knew he had to work on, and you're seeing him come out of that. Um, something that we talk about all the time is like we're, we're not really worried about their average. We don't care about if a guy goes 0 for 10 and has this, you know, a, a air quote slump because maybe he hit those 10 balls really hard right at somebody. So for him, like we're just making sure that he's swinging at the pitches he needs to swing at and he's hitting them as hard as he possibly can, which he did get away from. And I think you, you see that with his numbers trending down during that slump. And now he's getting back to swinging at his pitches, swinging at strikes, uh, and he's hitting them really hard. I mean, he's one of the youngest players in the entire league and he's doing, he's doing incredible things. Um, the maturity he has, the way he carries himself. He doesn't act like a 20-year-old where most kids would goof around a lot or make jokes. Not saying like he doesn't he doesn't enjoy being out here, but he's truly a professional in how he carries himself, how he goes about his business. Um, and I think you're only going to see him continue to, to trend upwards and truly make a name for himself as he, as he gets into his manhood, 22, 23, 24 years old. Uh, he's going to be really exciting to watch as he continues to, to mature. With the Trenton Thunder, I'm John Moses. Tuesday night this week saw the Thunder celebrate a first-half championship with a 6-0 win over the Richmond Flying Squirrels, and the Thunder got a historic performance from right-hander Davey Garcia in the win. A 15-strikeout game over six scoreless innings matched Adam Warren for the most strikeouts in a game in Trenton Thunder franchise history. 
Garcia pitched with an attitude on Tuesday night that outfielder Ben Ruda commented on after the win. The thing I love about him the most is not only does he have good stuff, but he attacks. Even you see a lot of guys 0-2 and they kind of waste a pitch, throw it in the dirt. You know, then they then next thing you know it's 2-2-3-2, two, 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 and it's kind of the scales are tipped back in the hitter's favor a little bit. And he's just 0-2. He's coming right after you and. It's, it's a pleasure to play defense behind, too, because the game is just, you're always ready because you know he's going to be in the zone. Garcia himself even had a sense that it could be a special night, as told to us by defensive coach Raul Dominguez. He come out to the, to the mound, he always thought, like, okay, this is, this is my, last, my last inning, and, okay, that's another inning. The other one, that, that's done. I'm going to get this inning again, and that's, that's his mentality between innings. He always trying to go to get that the next inning. No happen all the time, but every time when he go to the bullpen, he's trying to throw his pitches. He feel like, okay, today have to be a, a special night, like like tonight. So that's why every time when he go to the bullpen, he thinking, okay, this is a special night for me. I'm gonna get it. The Thunder look to secure the finale of their three-game series on Sunday afternoon with the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. First pitch is scheduled for 1:35 with the Trenton Thunder. I'm John Moses. With the Rail Riders, I'm Adam Marco. Season series finale against the Durham Bulls this afternoon at PNC Field. The Rail Riders and Bulls have met for the Governor's Cup title each of the last couple of seasons. Durham leads the set three wins to two losses so far with one game left to go. Scranton Wilkesbury carries a 43-29 record into play today. A big part of their pitching staff this season has been right-handed reliever J.P. Fireisen. One of those names that not a lot of people are talking about, but they really should. Fireisen has a team-best 6-0 record, a 2.34 ERA, and has saved four games and five chances. Perhaps a little bit down on the pecking order when it comes to Yankees' possibilities this year behind Joe Harvey and Stephen Tarpley. Fire Eisen truly making a name for himself in 2019. Just the fact this year uh, my arm's healthy, I feel really good, and my body's feeling really good. Um, and then just having three pitches to use, uh, having a fastball to, to uh, attack guys with, and then uh, a changeup and a breaking ball to put them away with. Are you using your changeup and breaking ball any differently this year, or have you worked on specifically developing one of those two during the offseason? I mean, with my changeup and my breaking ball, uh, they were kind of just uh, subpar pitches for me last year, and uh, this year I've been able to use them in, in counts where I've been behind to, to get back into counts and, and then uh, use them also when I'm getting ahead of guys to put them away with. With Scranton Wilkesbury, I'm Adam Marco. Thanks to those guys for giving the reports this week, and thanks to you for making the really part of your day today. First pitch in Rochester at Frontier Field for a brief in-and-out series in Rochester. Two games set with a game tonight at 7.05. Tuesday, it's 12.35. Pre-game coverage tonight begins at 6.35. You can catch all the action with Adam Marco and me on the Rail Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.